Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans, and joining me this week, it's, uh, it's a very literary stop hammer time this week. You know that we are huge admirers and uh, proponents of the lively arts, and literature is king today, as, as I welcome once again our good friend, uh, author of uh, The Hammers in the Heart book, which is also a blog, and the book Irons in the Soul, and his book last, uh, the year before last, about leaving uh, the Bolin, Goodbye to Bolin, which is a pun. Uh, and in fact, he is a master of puns. He is a pun master. The pun he, is mightier than the sword. Exactly, as said, as said, uh, Mrs. Many Bunny uh, from the James Bond films. Uh, he is, of course, Pete May. Hello, hello, Pete. Everything all right? Uh, not after Brighton. Right. No. no. <laughs> We're going to be discussing the Brighton game. Also joining us, uh, one of the one of the best books, uh, along with Goodbye to Bolin and and Brian Williams' uh, Nearly Reached the Sky, uh, that that came out sort of in that last season at the Bolin Ground was a, a book I've talked about a lot on this podcast. It's the photo photojournalism coffee table type book. Uh, it's uh, um, No Place Like Home, and it's Joe Fordham's book. Hello, Joe. Hello. How you Everything doing? all right? Yeah, good. Not, well, bit Slightly young, dispirited, you, yeah. yes. Now, I didn't go to the Brighton game, so I'm looking forward to this chat, oh, this yeah. debrief, this... this <laughs> horrible picking over the bones of the nightmare that was the Brighton game I was doing a show I was doing a show and I got home a little bit drunk and uh, switched the TV on to Sky Sports and there was the 3-0 the 0-3 loss and I just thought oh fuck you'd crossed over into an alternate universe yes I just thought oh Christ almighty (laughs) Um, uh, but another thing I thought was this this season, we've teamed up with Labrooks and we'll be bringing you plenty of specials. Our first is bet £5, get £20, I thought. This means that if you deposit £5, Labrook will add another £20 to your account. As a listener to this podcast, you can get this by following the link at bet.westhampodcast.com. 
bet.westhampodcast.com. That's bet.westhampodcast, all run together, dot com. Uh, that's how to get to that, and that's what that is. And those were my thoughts about the Brighton game. Uh, and then something heavy fell on me, and I was trapped under it. And I had no more thoughts. What are your thoughts, though, gentlemen, about, uh, about that game? Well, I'll be honest, during the game, I actually didn't realise it was that bad until it was too late. I thought, this is not, we'll get something here. We're probably going to get, you know, the first half yes. threatened towards the end, and then it hit me that it was terrible and that I'd been living in a lie for the previous hour. Let me ask you both this. Uh, during the sort of, at least the first half of the Swansea game, uh, we were sort of watching it slumped onto, uh, now that we, we're, everyone stands where we were, we, uh, we were really grateful to get these new seats where just everyone stands for the whole game. We were actually sort of sitting on the tops of our seats, slumped in despair. Uh, just how woeful the first display, first half display against uh, Swansea was. Was it as bad as that? It was hmm. it was kind of entertaining and that they had a chance up to the right. second goal, but it was just hammering endless crosses in uh, right, pretty right. hopelessly. Because we had a lot of possession. Uh, the, yeah, loads the, and loads know, of the, possession. We had 65% possession, and most of the other stats that they give after the game, we, we uh, had the lion's share of. Uh, we had a lot of shots, but not on target. I yeah, I mean, had... we, we hardly... I think Lanzini had one shot. Um, yeah, yeah. Hernandez had one poked one just dragged, wide but yeah, it was dragged it across. Yeah. yeah they just didn't seem to have any idea you know beyond crossing straight onto dunk's head yes yes um, that was that was definitely true of the swansea game as we didn't uh we were sort of clueless in possession yeah, we didn't really yeah. know how we were and they seem to think andy carroll was still playing nobody had told against them the, against the brighton game <laughs> so yes <yeah, laughs> yeah, just waiting yeah. for that late run into the yeah, box. yeah. Head height crosses into the box <laughs> yeah. for a non-present Andy Carroll. Yes, so yeah, this uh, yes, the kind of cluelessness of attack uh, was what seemed to be uh, the order for the day against Swansea. And was that was did that seem sort of? It sounds like that was kind of yeah. Again, I was blinded by the strong starting eleven. To be honest, I I think that that was what made me realise how bad it was so late on. Mm, I was like, mm. oh no, we'll be fine because we've got everyone that we've yes. got playing, playing, so this will be fine. This but then, then I realised they wasn't playing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of them were four <laughs> or five were, out of ten. Yeah, yeah they were right. just kind of bobbing around. Yeah, yeah. On Altovich uh, was awful. Coyote yeah. didn't do anything. Antonio, no. a lot of hands on hips. Obiang, Obiang yeah, had a yeah. nightmare. Right. It was a good player normally. Yes, but that's right. It really, really. Zabaleta was awesome. Sorry, just had to say that. Yeah, Sabalet, <laughs> he was playing really well until the penalty, and then yeah. he gave away. And he he's given away two well, yeah. penalties this yeah. season now. He's given away two penalties. But he, he did put in a shift, you know, did he, he was yeah. the best player. No, was he? Yeah. Oh, well, that's good, that's good. But yeah, um, nobody else played well at all. <clears throat> and that's, that's worrying, isn't it? I mean, that, you know, I mean, obviously, speculation is now is now rife that uh, Bilic is going to walk, or, well, not walk, but get the, get the heave-ho. Um... And the Manchester United game, uh, Jim went up to the Newcastle game and this game, and in a sense, the first half of the Swansea game. So that's four games out of nine. Um, it seems like they're not playing with any kind of application uh, and players are having bad games that uh, you wonder why they're having them because it's very early in the season. It's not them, you know, um, they should have, you know, had the summer off, should be fairly refreshed and hit the ground running. Against Manchester United, you know, I've, I know I've banged on about this several times. I've never seen a game with a with a team taking part in the game that just seemed unready to 
even conscience, even countenance the idea of playing football. It's just like they were totally unprepared. Like they thought it was going to be. I mean, they look tired, and Slaven looks tired. It just all seems very leggy and very strange. If you saw Match of the Day, they had those stats about we've got the least sprints and the really the least running. I think we're twentieth in both of those tables (laughs) in the Premier League. So it really does seem they're not running as hard as newly promoted sides or anybody really. Yeah. Yeah, literally anybody else. Anybody, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're bottom. Yeah, <laughs> very strange. Um, I mean, I wonder, I wonder, wonder what's happening behind the scenes. It's uh, you know, Slav is to is to a decent amount to kind of hint at uh, any sort of unrest behind the scenes. But equally, he is seeming like a man that is bewildered by what's going on and can't explain it, and is sorry, acknowledge it, it was bad, but doesn't. And I mean, I don't think there's any reason why football managers uh, have um, the onus is at all upon them to kind of bare their souls in the post-match interview after a football match. Uh, it's fine that they keep things fairly locked down and just say, you know, the basics. But I, I do get the sense that he is bewildered by what's happening. Um, and it seems that the parts of what are happening fall within his remit. I don't know why the team seems so unprepared, yeah, that, shambolic and a bit slightly unfit and and um, that they can't get it up to play, you know, Man U on the very first game of the season. Yeah. They can't get it up to play two promoted teams and show them that coming up to the Premiership is going to be hard. Yeah. You know. Yeah, these teams are coming to a stadium with 60,000 people in for yeah. probably the first time that they've done that. and yeah. Uh, and turning us over, yeah, yeah, and it shouldn't yeah, happen. Yeah. It shouldn't be the it shouldn't yeah. be the case. That has to fall with him. That has to fall with. Billy it's Stan. got to be. Yeah, and got the got crowd was up for it as well. You know, yeah, the, the crowd were noisy at the start, but it yeah. just sort of yeah, yeah. got knocked out of them. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there was every reason. You know, there was there, there there have been certain games in the last few years, even under Allardyce, that that um, they're sort of must win games, and therefore we do go and win them. Um, hmm. There was the uh, is it last season or before. Um, in our really good season, uh, we 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 got beat. Uh, now I'm I'm confusing. I think it's last season actually. We we had those two. We had the double West Brom away. Yeah. Um, and we we no 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 we turned it around away at Palace. We didn't. I think it ended yes. actually ended up nil nil. Or did we win one? We won one. Yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Zaza put in a good performance. But what we did was we pressed. Yeah. And uh, we put in a shift, mm. and it was a little bit of a kind of rot stopper. Um, because was it the previous week we'd lost 3-0 to Southampton and things just simply couldn't yeah. get any yeah. worse? That was our worst, worst performance. And, um, yeah, um, and there was a response. Yes, there? it was yeah. a response, yeah. yeah. Um, this game felt not only in terms of kind of what it represented, but actually kind of league position and points and stuff like that. It, it would have turned a kind of slightly crappy start to the season to three wins out of nine and even though it was four losses you'd sort of go that's starting to be a kind of average start to the season as it is now we've lost five matches out of nine you know we've lost over half of our games and it it really hinges on that result it would have either been a an okay start to the season or a really poor start and we'd have been been unbeaten for three if we'd actually got a result there Um, so it was one of those sort of you know symbolic games that it feels like at least turn up fellas at least turn Mm. up and And the Burnley games seemed like it was a a corner turn we we went we were one nil up we went down to ten men and at no 
I, don't, I just felt so confident that we were going to come away with something. Mm. I thought we'll, we we will probably draw, but I don't. I can't see us losing this. Everything no. everything was working well, and then yeah, six days later, it's the, the opposite yeah. again. Yeah. And it's you know I think there's it's, it's strange. Obiang um, came out of the blocks. You know, well, didn't come out of the blocks against Manchester United. He had a really really bad game and. We talked a little bit about this last week. Slavin's sort of man management, I'm starting to call into question because there are some strange... He is a very nice man and it might feel that he has a slight fear of confrontation in that he would rather <laughs> yeah. drop a player. He'd rather drop a player than sort of fire a rocket up their asses. Yeah. You know, it's like um, he dropped Obiang after the Man U game and you... you you can't help this niggling feeling that he just doesn't fancy Obiang, even though his skill set is there to see. And I wonder if, in a sense, you know, there's always the argument that they're not—they're paid so much they shouldn't feel demotivated. But if if a guy's kind of going, I just might be dropped next week. You know, I, I don't. Yeah. You know, I'm not being made to feel that. I'm yeah, I think of, as a manager rates you, you're always going to yeah. give a bit more. And you, you should know. Yeah, you should know that you are rated. I think Obiang. You know, it's just kind of going. I don't know really whether, whether you know, because he's he's clearly good. Those those sort of moves in the latter part of that game against Burnley, where we had a couple of really yeah. good attacks involving you know Lanzini back in the team starting and Obiang. A couple of things where Obiang back back heels it yeah. into the but you know it's a beautiful move, wasn't there with uh, couple Dendy with Antonio? Yeah, couple yeah. of very nice moves there and. Um, and then you know Obiang has a has a shocker against uh, Birmingham. It's sort yeah. of inexplicable, but you wonder whether there is a little bit of man management there. In that uh, you know he's just not fancied Byram now. Just definitely isn't fancied because he bought Zabaleta. No. Um, I mean, the other thing was Martinez is scoring so many goals for the reserves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. It doesn't seem to get a sniff. Not even no, on the no, bench. no. Um, you would have thought his confidence must be really low. Yeah, because you know, Carroll missing yeah. and Sacco. Yeah, and missing. we had three defenders on the bench for yeah. some reason. Yeah. And did he say we had plenty of options? He didn't need Martinez. I think that's something what, that like was, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got, but I don't know it's where they are. Very strange, yeah. isn't it? Again, it's like I mean, there is that Pravda type you know say positive things say you know things that sort of make sense and i think that's that's an admirable trait in his part but sometimes you do you do sort of think you seem unaware of certain issues certain problems yeah. against that swansea game something that we, we didn't talk about last week was was that um antonio could barely walk at the end of that game mm-hmm. and when he made his final substitution which might have been either uh sako or masuaku at the end um it was for someone else. I think I can't remember who it was. Possibly Hernandez. Um, but Antonio couldn't run. Antonio couldn't. And he's going. There's no one on the touchline. See that uh, he he's yes. just walking along. But it he's, happened he's, against Brighton as well. He did got it. injured after half an hour, and he just wasn't the same player after that. Right. Yeah. He's he got had a, a terrible second half. Did he? After looking quite good for half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And you just thought, yeah, I take him off if he's not. Yes. Very strange. He's relying him so much. Yeah. So yeah. He's scared to. It was very strange. Again, fit, yeah. Against Swansea, um, they ended up moving him up front yeah. so that he didn't have to run too much because yeah. he just couldn't. And that was that was that was for everyone to see before that when he could have uh, made a different substitution. Uh, yeah, that's a didn't. kind of a park football move. Where we've got no, you've got eleven men, and you, you know, someone's injured, yeah. so you just chuck yeah, yeah. them up top yeah. just to see out the last two. That's not a Premier League no, no. move to do. And, uh, this is very know, strange. Two games in a row, Hernandez. <laughs> 
is pulled off and clearly angry about yeah. being pulled off. So he's, he's the best so, player we have. So he's pulled off <laughs> and an injured, limping Antonio is <laughs> yeah, left on. on. Yeah. Just crazy, crazy. And I wonder, you know, I suppose we, I suppose we are by default onto this subject now. And we talked a little bit about this in the pub is, is you know, the, in, in the possible new manager scenario that we're talking about. Often uh, managers bring you know, a whole new backroom team with them. Uh, and talking of backroom teams, you wonder whether Bilic is getting good advice from his uh, backroom staff because there are quite palpable mistakes that he makes that we, you know, with the benefit of sort of objectivity, just looking at the whole game, uh, see. And he seems to see a bit bit later sometimes. Yeah. I mean, Allardyce was the same. I think it sometimes is hard because you see... You know, you see these players week in, week out training, and we day in, day out training, and we only see them, you know, in the 90 minutes they play at the weekend. But actually, that might give us a certain degree of insight. I'm not saying that we should hold <laughs> flashcards up with pieces of advice for Slavin on. But um, he does, you know, that was an, ex- an extraordinary case in point, was that there's a player that clearly had to come off, and he left him out there, and you're going, you've got 10 men now, yeah, because this yeah. guy can't run. This guy can't run. You, you know, that's what substitutions are for. As you say, it's a park. It's yeah. like park. Football. And you've got Ayu and players yeah, on the bench. Yeah, who can anyone could have come. Play on. his role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyone could go. Oh, and he could have left Hernandez on yeah. who didn't want to come out. It feels like bad management of Hernandez. Twice in a row, you fucked him off conspicuously yeah. Yeah. inside of the ninety minutes of a football I, match, whilst praising him for saying, uh, uh, "He's great. He does a job for the team every time." Next week, I'm going to make him play in a shopping trolley yeah. wheeled around <laughs> by James like, Collins. I feel like we've already West Hammed Hernandez. You know, he's, yeah. he's come with yeah. this like one in two goal ratio over an illustrious <laughs> career, and then we, he's come here and he's yeah. like. Forget all that, mate. Yeah. You're at West Ham now, and you, yeah, you, that shower. That it's all downhill. That sort of uh, actually sucks rather than blowing. <laughs> yeah. Sucks the talent out of footballers. We've done it to hard out of it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Done out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, who have we done that to over the years? Uh, Rebroff. Yeah. Joe, yeah. Nothing for Sergei Rebroff. Um, Joe Hart. It's not going too well. Yes, not going well. Oh. Hart. Um, uh, two spells of Lee Bowyer. I mean, yeah. the second, he was a little over the hill, but the first, he was like, Leeds didn't want to let him go when no. we bought him. And um, and then they were pleased they'd let him go yeah. <laughs> after the first game. He just did sort of nothing for us. We saw David Bentley once. David yeah. Who was Bentley? really good at yes, Blackburn yes, and yes. did nothing for us. Though he, something must have gone wrong with David Bentley yeah. because he more or less retired after, I think he's yeah. done yeah. 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 Well, we West Hamed him. Yeah, we yeah, 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 yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we must have got that machine and taken it <laughs> yeah. from Upton Park to the new stadium. Take a seat, Dave. We've got a word yeah, yeah. here. We have a word here. Yeah. Yeah. Just put this on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put this on there. Oh, is it hairdryer? Uh, not quite. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, Billich has, has got that man that looks like he's a mechanic in a, in a garage <laughs> yes. in Split. Looks like, looks like the no smoking, as we said, looks yeah. like the no smoking rules in the stadium are really hitting him hard. Yeah. He really wants a sort of like leathery yellow skin and a sort of dye job hair. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you just wonder whether, you know, Slav's getting any sort of support. I mean, I often think when, when a managerial change is possibly on the cards, I sometimes wonder, get them some help. Get someone else, you know, rather than yeah, all get the kind a defensive of, coach. You yeah, know, maybe, the yeah. sort of the yeah. the price of paying a manager off when you're going to kind of sack them or early. Maybe there's a salary to give to someone else that that, yeah. that you could get them to come and help. But but I guess you know managers 
don't want that. It sort of seems it seems possibly undermining to yes, them. The ego maybe comes yeah, into it as yeah. well. Yeah. But you just wonder if he's getting any help at all. I mean, is Dixie giving him advice? I don't know. Just yeah. only on brands of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. And a yeah. golf swing. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's good at that, right? Yeah. Um, ways to get in free spearmint <laughs> rhino uh yeah yeah very very strange um when slaven first came uh as a by way of welcoming the new manager to a team we t- we always on this podcast take an interest in the um talking of spearmint rhino when when Pardew started we jim and i both started going there every week just to understand the manager's mindset um <laughs> Um, when uh, when Avram Grant came in, I began getting up at midday, <laughs> just really doing it. He's milled around the house, you know, and uh, and um, obviously when uh, Slav came, you may remember we took a very keen interest because of Slav's playing guitar in a, in a heavy metal band in uh, Croatia, who in fact uh, I think performed the the team song for the Croatia one of the 2000s World Cup things Fiery Madness the song was called Fiery <laughs> Madness and we took an interest we could therefore, do with a bit of that on the pitch we or? could do with a bit of that yeah yeah we took a we, we, so we took an interest in uh, in each week's uh, Croatian top 10 uh, the Croatian tar- charts and given that this may be one of the last weeks in which uh, Slaven Bilic is our manager I thought I, I went online and I took a look at um, the Croatian top ten. So I'll just give the uh, in in old fashioned uh, Alan Freeman, Alan Fluff <laughs> Freeman style. I'll give the uh, rundown of this week's Croatian top ten. <clears throat> At number ten, it's Spicy Legs by Fantastic Anya. Number nine, it's Treadmill with I Am Inside You. Number eight, it's Sex Diesel by Pudding. Number seven, it's Bye 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 for Bye Byes. <laughs> number six, it's Sad Leon with Buried Love. Number five, it's Your Avatar is Internet by Electric Men. Number four, I Can't Swim by Credit Check. Number three, Beautiful Lady by Bulge. Number two, Fresh Bedding with These Are Your Teeth. And at number one, it's Clocks by Coldplay. (laughs) uh, Yeah, that's this week's creation top ten. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a fa- I haven't heard of a lot of these bands. I have to say, uh, a lot of the bands. That Bulge, I'm familiar with Bulge. Bulge are a great band. Yeah, uh, they're t- they're two members of uh, Length, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, and one member of Judas Priest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Priest Length, they were going to be called. That uh, Rob Halford from Judas Priest sued. Uh, yeah. Um, Talking of the lively arts, Pete, now you are doing an event with Brian Williams, uh, who is a good friend of this podcast and wrote the book Nearly Reach the Sky, one of the last, uh, one of those books, which I mentioned earlier in the, in the last season at, at, uh, at the Bolin. You're doing an event with him, which is the Newham Word, why don't you tell me, Pete? It's the New, Newham Word Festival. Which is a spoken uh, word festival. Yes, yeah, yeah. and it's, it's at the East Ham Library, November the 14th. November what time? Uh, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock, it it's an evening event. And yeah, he'll be talking about his new book, Home From Home. Home From Home, which is... And I'll be talking about Goodbye to Bolin. Uh, the, the Home From Home about his uh, optimism about the move from... Uh, yeah, I suspect Bolin it's all about how he absolutely loves the, the, uh, the London Stadium. stadium. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he does love that stadium. Yeah, yeah, uh, you yeah. can't keep him out of so it. So you'll be chatting, uh, you'll be chatting about that uh, uh, in the Newham Word Festival on the 14th of November at uh, East Ham Library. Yeah, excellent. that's right. Very yeah. good. That's excellent. Uh, I'm going to go to that. 
Oh, cheers. Excellent. I'll go to that. I yeah. might go that sounds that. great. I might go with you. Oh, yeah? All yeah, right, yeah. yeah. I'll see you there. Get drunk and shout things out. It's exactly well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. right. I'll stand behind yeah, you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, um, Joe, you've got something. You've got something as well. Very exciting. Yeah. Uh, it, it is a zine. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it carries in, in a consistency of branding, it carries the same name as your book, No Place Like Home. That's out of laziness more than design. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so it won't take much to guess that it's called No Place Like Home. Uh, and it's um, now the fanzine, uh, the, as we've mentioned, and we had many people, including Pete from uh, Fortune's Always, Always Hiding. hiding. Uh, when Jim and I started doing this podcast a decade ago, we wanted to do a kind of uh, an audio thing in the spirit of uh, Fortune's Always Hiding, which is a fun fanzine uh, by very stupid people about West Ham. And uh, uh, Joe has come up with a zine. Zines are sort of back in vogue uh, very much. Uh, I've been involved in one zine and I'm about to be involved in another zine now. It's short for magazine. <laughs> it's short for magazine. Yeah. Instead of, like a lot of things, they, they take the first part of the word as the shortening of the word. They've taken the second uh, part and that's, that's how they've shortened it to zine. From it's magazine. great on words with friends, you know, it counts as a, as a word. Oh, Scrabble. It, does it? Zine? Yeah, zine, yeah. It's does always, it yeah, if you've got a Z, yeah. Ah. It actually officially counts as, wor- as a word. Does it? Yeah. It's been an official Scrabble word for a few years. Isn't it? Yeah. In- interesting. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out when that, know that Yes, <laughs> no, good, good use of a, a Z. Um, uh, a, a woman I know named her two children Xanthi and Beatrix uh, because she felt it might help s- scrabble with when, <laughs> you, when one letter goes into yes. in two words, when you can use one and Ooh. you can use an X in two words, Xanthi and Beatrix, and yes. that's partially why she became pregnant with them. Uh, <laughs> that was her intention. And she... When she lured a man, when she, when she, <laughs> roofied, when she roofied a man into her premises. Uh, I'm using the word premises kind of in the wrong way because it's not like she had a shop or anything. Uh, drug and sex well, it shop. it happened somewhere. It must have happened somewhere, yeah, in some kind of premises. Yeah. <laughs> you have to look at the terms of the lease to, because there's the demised premises and the premises that aren't demised. And I don't know what demised means in that context. Dead. <laughs> Dead premises. Um... This, no, this is all getting a bit Fred West. So um, <laughs> let's, uh, yeah. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. So we think possibly that Slav's days, oh, it feels, you know, there's been a lot of chatter that, that this has got to be, you know, um, slightly signalling the end, tolling the bell uh, for Slav. Um, he's got two games this week, obviously. There's the cup game and there is an away at Palace, which often is a little bit of a, you know, can be a bit of a sort of turning point for us. You know, the a game I bang on about uh, ad nauseum on this podcast is our excellent uh, complete change of formation due to Kevin Nolan's injury and beating them 3-1 in a display of fantastic liquid football <laughs> under Sam Allardyce, which shouldn't <laughs> happen, but did. Uh, and then, you know, stopping the rot last season uh, with the with the uh, the chatty 1-0. Um, so that is a game that, you know, we've absolutely got to at least put in a performance yeah. in that game. They are also the bottom team in yeah. the division. Yeah. They've, they've beaten Chelsea now, so we're not... Yes. You know, yeah, they're not, looking a lot it's better. It's not, you know, all yeah. defeats and enter West Ham anymore. We can't use that. No, and know, they've so got they, good they've, players. Yeah, so they've got, you know, they've yeah. got good players. You know, Zaha's good. Uh, Andros Townsend is great. 
you know. Yeah. I'd take him, you know, I, I sort mm. of felt that a move for him at some point is something we should have done. You know, yeah, it seems like he, I don't know how he ends up at Newcastle, then Palace. It's like no, an it's opportunity like, missed. Really yeah, opportunity yeah, missed yeah. I, you know, I think uh, he, he, it's, you know, we should have gone in for him. Yeah. Um, but you sort of think that if we, if this week doesn't work out, I mean, that's absolutely surely got to be it, really. But then, who would you get? Well, this is it. Yeah, I mean, the, some of the names that you see are uninspiring. Yeah. Today. Even just the amount of people linking us with Kuman is he's just yeah. been sacked because they're worse than us. But yeah. as you said earlier, but, yeah. As you said earlier, what what Kuman's sacking means is that we're sort of now third in the third in Leicester, yeah. yeah. After Leicester and Everton, we're now third in line for exactly. for any free good managers that happen to yeah. be out there, and probably prepared to pay less than what those guys yeah. would pay to get out of that trouble. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, yeah. I mean, I've heard us link with Pellegrini <laughs> and Mancini, but I mean, would they come to West Ham, you know? Uh, yeah, I'm I worry sure. about those. You yeah. know, people, yeah. people talk about getting a quality manager in, but it, what worries me is that aren't they used to having massive, limitless pockets yeah. to just go out and buy, you know, Paul Pogba or yeah. someone like that? Yeah. We, you know, I don't, I'm not sure that um, there's, a you know, a level that we're at that a really good manager could thrive. I, you know... People were saying that Benitez does a good job with limited resources. Does he? He was at Real Madrid. Yeah. On what at, is that based? Yeah, is, and then he was at first... Liverpool. He was at Liverpool, Inter, <laughs> yeah. Real Madrid. Yeah. And, and they didn't like him at Inter and he got fired. So, I mean, you know, he's been at really big clubs. Is That's based on his current job which yeah. he's been moaning at mm. for the past few months that he hasn't had enough money exactly he <laughs> moans about not having enough money all the time he had 227 million in his time at liverpool i mean that might actually be latter julier as well as benitez but uh they spent 227 million in about three or four years on footballers and they ended up with one that was already there uh <laughs> gerard and torres uh, yeah those was the, you know and they shifted out good ones constantly you know they yeah. shifted out bellamy who was fit and banging goals in yeah. and they sold him because he was sort of wasn't glamorous and wasn't from the continent but you know yeah, crouch like, went as well didn't yeah, he? yeah it was crouch proven goal uh, scorer. yeah um so I, I you know i've never seen anything he's also a horrible david brent type man <laughs> yeah uh he's like a a waiter at the end of his shift he always looks a little bit disheveled yeah he's a little bit you know he's a yeah. little bit kind of Florence, through the he's mill. Been helping himself to the <laughs> yeah. wine and he uncorks the wine he's help, helps keeps helping himself every time he's sort of like you know i just don't see it uh, you know and similarly they kind of go you know he did well with a bang average team in the in the but it, it's not they they were in the championship they were like us when we were in the yeah. championship Expect- we came up because we were better than the championship yeah. teams and that's why newcastle and could up. he work with sullivan who fancies himself as director of football yeah and yeah likes to sign players you know well, I mean, I, th- I think I think possibly in a way you do need to, and this is sort of where kind of um, good management practice comes in. Is that I think you do need a manager because they are sort of eccentric. Those two, you mm. do need a manager who's going to come in, tell them what they're going to do, and yeah. make it seem like it's their idea. You know, you've just got to sort of slightly indulge Sullivan a bit. But if you kind of go, when Anadice had a system, and I think he probably yeah. stood up to Sullivan. Yes, I think he probably yeah. did, uh, but his system was boring and yeah. wasn't going <laughs> to go anywhere. And he he also, I think, you know, ultimately showed us how he could take us down, which was just no, not enough goals. Yeah. His philosophy 
was defend, defend, defend and was, was wrong. I mean, the stats just, you know, absolutely show that. 38 nil nils will keep you up, though. You, That's right. Yeah, yeah, just about. But I mean, the stat I always use with Allardyce, and let's not bang on about that, but that middle season, we got, we, that was disastrous, his middle premiership season. Yeah. Uh, disaster from beginning and end. Unpleasant to watch pretty much the entire time. Uh, and we were in huge jeopardy. And had we not won those games in that March run, we would have gone down. We got 14 clean sheets in that season. 14 clean sheets, which if you said to a football manager, if I guarantee you 14 clean sheets before the beginning of the season, would you take that? They would bite your arm off. Yeah, absolutely. We contrived with 14 clean sheets to lose 20 games. So after over half our games, we lost. We lost 20 matches and didn't lose 18 matches. Um, 11 wins and seven draws, I think we got. But we somehow contrived to have 14 clean sheets and lose 20 games of football. And that's due... If, if, so then if clean sheets are not the problem, you're not scoring enough goals. Yeah. That's what's happening. And that happened all the time. You know, his, his uh, last season, so the third premiership season, the second half of that season, you know, bearing in mind, this is Sam Allardyce, his clean sheets, that's his mantra, his mantra. The second half of the season, we got five clean sheets. The first half of the season, we got four clean sheets. The first half of the season, so the second half of the season, we got more clean sheets. We got 16 points. That's relegation form. That's 32 points a season. The first half of the season, we got four clean sheets. That's less clean sheets. Scored 30, got 30 points, 31 points. So we got nearly twice as many points with less clean sheets. Shut the fuck up about (laughs) clean sheets, Allardyce. Shut the fuck up about clean sheets. You're just wrong. Score more fucking goals than the other team. Yes. All the evidence about your clean sheets is wrong. Teams finish above you with less clean sheets and they finish below you with more clean sheets. You know? Yeah. It's just bullshit. And uh, that's a man showing you how he will eventually take you down. Uh, you know, so so one and a half out of his three seasons uh, in the Premiership were shit. Yeah. And in a way, that last season, he threw away a really good opening half by changing the team formation back to include Kevin Nolan and Andy Carroll. You know, having yeah. got a good shape and a new system he went back to 4-5-1 because Andy Carroll well and Valencia got injured Treddy got a teacup from various ridiculous things yeah there were there were other things involved but he basically I think really enjoyed going back to his 4-5-1 yeah he loved his those circumstances were bits of bad luck Sacco got injured as well didn't he so I mean it's not you know to, to, to mitigate what I'm saying he did have some bad luck with those things but I you know you know he wanted to get Kevin back in the team Instead mm. of um, yeah, it was a year past his sell by yeah, date. Instead of downing yeah, yeah. at the tip of that triangle, which were um, diamond, which worked brilliantly, yeah. he was desperate to get Kevin back in and mm. did so. Changed the whole thing to accommodate him and Carol as well. So you know, um, yeah, I can't. <laughs> so we're not having Big Sam back then. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I can't remember. So you're saying you don't like him? Yeah, uh, no, I don't like him. I think he should go on. Well, his here's a thought. What about Par- <laughs> what about Adam Pardew? Would he, no, would he fancy it? No, he'll, he'll, got, something goes. He'll wrong go after Chicharito's wife and his <laughs> girlfriend. Or something. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing, isn't that. it? Is that is that you know you'd say Claudio Ranieri took a very took a bang average yeah. team and won the championship with them, but then what happened the next year? I mean, they lost Kanto. Well, I think I'd take yeah. winning the league and being rubbish yeah, for next sure. season, yeah, yeah, personally. They'd out on that for years. Yeah. I hadn't thought of Ranieri. But I he seems to lose the dressing room. And, the, you know, the fact that 
you know, they lost Kante, but the second Ranieri went, the man with whom they had won the championship, they started playing better again under Craig Shakespeare and mm. uh, sort of eased themselves out of trouble with some yeah. really impressive wins, yeah. having been shit under Ranieri. So something went catastrophically wrong there. And, and so you think, oh God, even, you know, so not Ranieri then because something goes wrong. Something always goes wrong with Pardew. Something sort of calamitous. Yeah, he has, yeah, he has a good run and yeah, yeah. loses seven on the trot. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. But also something happens behind the scenes, like Southampton let go of Pardew um, in the <laughs> yes. wake of a 5-0 win. They yeah, beat yeah. someone 5 nil, and he was sacked you in the to, Yeah, after. you have to question how he celebrates those wins. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. Ladies. <laughs> a, big, a big cake in the shape of a 5 and a 0 <laughs> arrives at the, at the board of directors' wives' houses. <laughs> this is a cake made of cocaine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just, um, just terrible. So, so, you know, you go, who are the good ones? Yeah, who I, are the good ones? I don't know what, as a fan base, we're expecting either as that no, kind of no. next, what is the next level? I don't, I don't know. I mean, is there a promising championship manager? That's you know, what you think, isn't there? Who, I mean, who is there out there? There yeah. are starting to be, you know, I think I was aware of Pochettino as a player, uh, but I didn't know that he managed. I had no idea yeah, where that yeah. guy had gone, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are turning into a managed silver, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, Wagner's doing really well. Wagner, you know, these guys are starting to turn up that I now, because I don't, you know, I just don't have Sky Sports and I don't follow the ins and outs of continental football. I just don't know who they are. And yeah. they turn up and they're quite good, uh, some of these guys. Southampton seem to just pick another one out every, every mm. year. Mm. They get someone decent, you know, decent enough. I don't know who they've got. Not, uh, not De Boer, though. Uh, no. <laughs> no. That went wrong, didn't it? Um, yeah, I mean... Um, I mean, actually, Koeman was a good manager at Southampton, was, yeah, wasn't yeah. he? So well, you wonder what's out, happened you know, this season. I mean, there's been a massive revamp this season and also they've just lost a man that will put the ball in the net yeah. for you I mean that's just one of the most nailed on strikers in the last yeah, 10 15 years of football it's 20 odd goals a season gone isn't it? yeah, yeah. yeah. and he find him bought else. endless number 10s didn't he and yes yeah, yeah. Him. playing the money ball game there yeah. Replace Lukaku with five people that can score 20 goals that should <laughs> yeah. be alright yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes exactly um, uh you know, Rooney was a sort of an okay call. He's still got yeah. something in him, hasn't he? That goal yeah. the weekend was good, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know how much that was forced on him, though. Maybe he was available, so people were leaning on him. Like, yeah. you have to get him. You can't not get him. And he's probably thinking, well, I don't really want him or need him. They but... quite like their ex-man news, don't they? Neville. Yeah. Uh, Phil Neville. There's been a couple they, of they, others. They How- Howard. He was quite good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, actually. Yeah, Howard was good. Yeah. He's not in England Gibson. anymore, is he? No, he went, he went yeah, back yeah. to the States. Uh, is it Gibson they got? Um, oh, yeah, they got Gibson. Gibson the ex, yeah. 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 He and then bit. lots of them went on to Sunderland. To yeah. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the yeah. stages yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. two yeah. stages down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Um, <clears throat> yes, so uh, uh, who knows? I mean, just who knows out there? I don't, but, yeah, I don't people know. are talking about trying to entice Eddie Howe away from... Uh, Bournemouth. Oh, you know, on current form, should he be in a, a job? Yeah, that's right. It, that's right. There's no one that's kind of got a blemish-free record at the minute. You'd no. say, okay, yeah, he's a great choice, Dyche, but he's probably going to go to Everton because they're yeah. first in the queue now. And we don't know if Dyche can play attacking football. No, we he's don't, good. No. Yeah, he's no, good. You're right. He's a good solid he's back four, had, yeah. but yeah. yeah, yeah. Would he fit in at West Ham? I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, you can't 
your sort of um, Pulis Allardyce type manager. I don't think you, can, you can't play that football in a sixty thousand seat stadium. It's no. just it, you, it doesn't have to be step overs and flicks and those whatever those things are called Rabonas. 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 It doesn't have to be that. It's just got to be progressive. You know, it's just got to be yeah, progressive just, football. Yeah. Um, but but also putting in a shift. Yeah, and, you yeah. Know, yeah. That's right. It doesn't, some it doesn't take yeah. much, as you say. You know, at the Brighton game. People were talking about the atmosphere, but you said that the fans were up for it at the beginning. Yeah, You've only yeah. got to keep that plate spinning. You've just got to keep the fans yeah. up. You, you know, just needed them, a couple of big tackles. Yeah, lively and, and involved. And, yeah, or just couple, challenge for a header in the, yeah. in the penalty box. And yeah, yeah. Don't go one nil down and that'll keep us going. Yeah. The thing about that Sacco back post goal against Swansea is that's the sort of goal Sacco scores. I sort yeah. of think, you know, he's you know he's injured again now, which is annoying. But clearly that... Um, you know, I think that's a strange philosophy is, is uh, I said this last week in the podcast, but but sort of slightly kind of going, um, okay, we're reluctantly going to keep you, but we're not going to play you very much. Is That's cutting your own yeah. nose off. You're not punishing him by doing that. It would just go, okay, well, I can just rest up and go and play for another team in, in yeah. January. It's like, why don't you just play, you know, run him ragged for 90 minutes every time? Because he's a good player. Yeah. And you know, and he probably deserved his place, didn't yeah. he? After scoring, yes, that's right. And it's, Swansea, it's exactly so, yeah. the sort of thing he does: is is get in the area, get in the right position, yeah. throw himself at something. Yeah. Again, in the last game at the Bolin against Man U, he mm. sort of threw himself at something, didn't he? And it went in. Yeah, and uh, you know that's exactly what he does. And uh, um, you know that feels like a strange sort of philosophy. He's kind of going, well, you know, I don't like you very much, so you're going to get just play for a bit every match, and it's yeah. just, well. You know. I felt a bit for Hernandez in that Swansea game, really, because he, he came off and then pretty much instantly Masuaku put a lovely ball across the yeah, box yeah, and yeah. Sacco just put it in. He's like, yeah, oh, I would have yeah. done exactly yeah, that, but I'm sitting over here now. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and you know, the man manager of Hernandez is visibly pissing off two games in yeah. a row. No yeah. service at all. No. It? And you do wonder whether they just benefit from a different voice, you know, whether they've just got well, fed up with Slav. And that's the, right. I mean, I think... Um, he does have little fixed ideas. It's like, you know, this... Somebody said that uh, um, there was a mood in the dressing room when, when he kept playing uh, Antonio at right back. Mm. Uh, that, that people were going, I don't, really, I don't really trust him. I don't, you know, this is sort of... He's doing these strange things and he's got yeah. a plan that he's not telling us and it keeps not working. And selling Tompkins must have been quite bad yeah. for Morale, I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a dud move. Yeah. Where, where does the captain's voice come in here, though? Where, you know, where does Noble then say, what's going on? Yeah. Why are we doing mm. this? Step yeah. up yeah. and have a word. Absolutely. Um, Why are you still playing me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, those, you know, the back heel from Obiang in the build-up to that um, uh, goal at um, Burnley... Uh, non-goal at Burnley, but that attack, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that sort of move. It's interesting because I was thinking about Noble and, uh, you know, he obviously he, he has been and is a, a great player. I think he's been very sort of damaged by playing in shit teams, being utilised in several different ways. In a way, his jack-of-all-tradesness has actually damaged him because he's not a sort of sitting defensive midfielder. He could have been a kind of an attacking midfielder, which is how he started in a sort of, you know... Lampard type yeah. or uh, Aaron Ramsey type mode, but was just told to sit and defend. But he is also from a generation that um, don't put bend on the ball and don't oh, have those yeah, kind of yeah. don't have those tricks. The most <laughs> you get the feeling the most modern footballers 
you know, like ball juggling and I keep trying to put bend on the ball and, you know, yeah. hit the crossbar mm. with it and all that sort of stuff. Because uh, he doesn't do step overs. He doesn't do back heels. No. He doesn't do uh, Ribenas. He doesn't do, yeah. you know, he is from an old fashioned. Yeah. He's just from mm. when that generation tipped over. It's that textbook check back every time. Yeah. He just, he's, he just turns it back and then just goes for an inside pass. Yeah, and, and it ends and up. You know when it's yeah, coming. That's right. And that sort of move is not his game and a lot of modern yeah. footballers are good at those sort of back healing it into the path of a runner and yeah. they're doing those sort of things you know because like Decanio, we were always stunned by how skillful he was except with any form of dead ball except a penalty and nobody's <laughs> yeah. like no one they neither of them could take a corner neither of them could really take a free kick no. unless it they just blasted it and they didn't put anything on the ball no bend no, no. slice no backspin none of that and players just didn't you know and uh in a funny way, Joe Cole was so Joe Cole didn't really um he was fantastic with the ball at his feet in the same way that Tacanio was, but didn't have a lot of tricks really. Yeah. He just the ball stuck to him. That was his talent, is the the ball. Boy, that ball stuck to him. Uh and that was his that was his enormous ability and his vision, his range of passing was, you know. Sad. Joe Cole was a really sort of sad he should have been a massive star for England, I think. Yeah. Played in the right position, like number ten, you know. He showed that, what was it, the is it 2000? When did we play Sweden? He scored that. He scored a really good goal, didn't he? 2006. Six. Yeah, so that was kind of around his sort of peak time. Or toes. two. It could have been, might have been two. two. Yeah. Might have been two, actually. Could have been yeah. two. The chest and volley, right? The, yeah, yeah. it's a really good long. Right about then, he was hit, you know, he was. Yeah. But it just didn't work out. As, I think it might have been two. Two's yeah. where we beat Greece with the Beckham free kick to even get there, wasn't That's it? Because right, yeah. that was in 2001 and then the finals were two. That's it, yeah. And then two... So I think it might be two. So Argentina, the penalty. Yes. And yeah, that yeah. was that one, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it must be. Owen really got really injured, really bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was two. Oh, uh, Trevor Sinclair's fantastic. Yeah. Cameo, yeah. after which yeah. he was never seen in an England <laughs> shirt again. Yeah. You know, more or less, well, he turned that game. Because yeah. he came on, didn't he? Someone yeah. he went off. He turned the game and was never seen again. Extraordinary extraordinary it's bizarre and then his subsequent form for the hammers was not good and i oh. think something happened slightly in his brain yeah. because we he, we got relegated didn't yeah, we? We, was, in, yeah, we were we saying season two three. yeah 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 uh well we better wrap this up uh, just as we're starting on our interesting nostalgia <laughs> we might have to what about forward. michael carrick he was good ah, he was good for me <laughs> <laughs> he was good um he's still playing somewhere i don't know where yeah. Yes, he didn't go in that initial sort of fire sale. No, he? he stayed for no, one more season in the year, championship yeah. and then he went to Spurs uh, with Canute and Defoe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, we have two games of football this week. Uh, we have a cup game. Uh, we hope that Spurs will play a much weakened team and we suspect they may do. because they've Or got a Vets team would be nice. Yeah. If they could put a Vets team out, it would be good. Yeah. Alan Gilsey, <laughs> Jimmy Greaves. <laughs> Um, Martin Chivers, <laughs> Rebrov, just bring him back. <laughs> Rebrov, yeah, yeah. Luca Modric, no. <laughs> but he's had a good career, hasn't he? Luca Modric seems to play every week for Real Madrid. Yeah, he's doing all right. A lot of those players at, at Real and Barcelona seem to play every week. They don't seem to really get injuries. You know, they don't. Seem, they must not run about much. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're so poor. <laughs> <laughs> He seems to play every week. They all seem to play. Ronaldo plays every week, doesn't he? Yeah. They just come out and play every week. Messi plays every week. It's very weird, isn't it? Amazing. 
Uh, yeah, just don't get injured. It's because they avoid being tackled. They would get injured <laughs> yeah, if they yeah, went to West Ham, I can assure yeah, they you. Would, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They'd get injured in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ronaldo would get injured playing left, uh, right back yeah, uh, for West Ham, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so, we've got that ga- so we've got that game. We, we, we hope they'll play a weekend. Jim, uh, Jim uh, sent a telegram uh, to this office saying that he thinks we might get something out of that game. Yeah. Hiding? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Salmonella in revenge. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get Salmonella out of that game in revenge for uh, Zanyagate. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm going to predict... Um, I mean, it's at Wembley, so... Uh, um, Spurs 1, West Ham 2. The cup game, cup game. What do we think? Pete? Oh, God. Oh, I've got a bit of a bad feeling about no, it. Oh, Pete. <laughs> Come on. Um, <laughs> All right, I'll go for... Uh... No, go with your heart. <laughs> well, your I don't heart. know. I think 2 nil to Spurs. I oh, think it could be bad news yeah. for Slavon, but... I'm, I'm going to go for... Uh, I'm going to go for uh, an extra time defeat. I think, yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think yes. there'll be a, a, yes. a very brave Brave, draw. sterling performance, and then, extra time defeat. Yeah. Yes, that's a good call. I think that's that's mm. what's going to happen. Um, Adrian, talking about, play, right? just must give the Zine another mention. You get in the club shop... Is that right? Oh, this, oh, no, this, so oh, the, right. The, zine, the book's in the club shop. The book's in the club shop, but the zine yeah. is um, available at the True Rib Club over in Hackney Wick. The, um, is that the Truman's Brewery? Yeah, exactly. And the, the new Hammers Supporters Club location in Stower Space, which is also Hackney Wick. Oh, right. So they've moved from Castle Street. Oh. Well, they still have Castle Street. It's right. been renovated, but they've yes. got a new match day location right. in Stower Space, right on the canal. Just oh, over from the ground. Great space, actually. Oh, right, yeah, right. definitely give it, give it oh, a go. Yeah. Um, should go the next game, next home So game. it's available those two places and um, possibly on the Hammers Chat boat as of the next issue against Liverpool. Great. So it's and no place like home, the fanzine. Uh, and it's a quid and it's a good yeah, lead. You and can't afford and, not to buy it. It's yeah, a pound. It's, it's insane not to buy it. Yeah. Online uh, as well, mplhzine.com. It's a false economy not to buy it, yeah. in a sense. <laughs> in a sense, ultimately buying it will save you money in the long run. <laughs> because you'll have to get it on eBay uh, in the future. So buy it now while it's a pound. Uh, it's gone up one pound five. Folds perfectly to fix any wonky tables. Yes. Handy back pocket size yeah. as well. Yeah. Do you remember, I've got one programme from when they made the match day programme a sort of square thing. It's the season we bought Tevez and Mascherano, because uh, I've got, oh, you yeah, know, really like, wide. Yeah, it's it? really yeah. wide, and it's sort of square rather than portrait shape. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't do it. It rings a bell, actually. Yeah. So you difficult. had to take a briefcase yeah, to the yeah, game yeah, to, yeah. to carry it. Well, I got mine framed and <laughs> yeah. carried it into the ground. Yeah, carried it into the ground in a sort of frame. Yeah. Yeah, it's like LP cover size. <laughs> Disastrous, and they stopped doing it after yeah. all. So I only buy a programme, one at the beginning, one at Christmas, and then one at the end to sort yeah. of settle arguments over scores and stuff. Right, so yeah. doing this podcast, because I don't really buy them much. I know. Um, so I do have them on a shelf, and just that one sticks out massively <laughs> proud from, from all the rest. I might... Um, I might buy a guillotine and guillotine <laughs> yeah. it to be the real size. So it'll be Tevez and half of Maturano on the cover. Like That's all we ever got of him anyway. That That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he was actually... Um, didn't Jermaine Defoe attempt to uh, guillotine him by biting him yeah. in the away game at Spurs? Uh, yeah, he, he bit Maturano in an attempt to decrease his overall size. <laughs> yeah, Defoe... 
the cat they called him because he bit people not because he was like peter bonetti the chelsea goalkeeper from the 70s who was called the cat because he was because he was uh, napping when uh, those goals were scored against him in the 1970 world cup he was asleep wore a blue goalkeeping jersey didn't he and bonetti in that world cup See the first to wear gloves have i made that up the first goalkeeper just, to wear gloves. Was the first goalkeeper to wear gloves. That's something to uh, wiki, as well as the up. derivation really... of um, yeah. the word zine. zine going yes. into... yeah. So yeah. everyone get on Wikipedia. Shrew. The word yeah. zine is in the Oxford English Dictionary, and Peter Bonetti was the first goalkeeper to wear gloves. Yeah. I really hope he was now. Otherwise, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. <laughs> Take it back. Um, <laughs> uh, so very quickly, predictions for away at Palace, which I'm going to. Anyone else going to that? No, but my brother Your is. Bro- <laughs> <laughs> Joe's brother's going. Joe's... Why don't we just get your fucking brother on instead of you? This is disastrous. I can't get enough points, you know, because ah, you can't get yeah. points unless you go to away games. Yeah. And what but you can't go make? to away games without points. <laughs> Despair when you Despair. go all the way to watch an away game. Catch twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you had twenty two points, yeah, I'd, I'd be points. happy with twenty two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go for a draw against a one all draw against Palace. one all draw. Yeah, I, think he, yeah, I got a feeling one all as well. One all. Yeah. Which you can't say one off. Uh, Joe's already said one. Okay, off. two two. Then. Two two. Right. <laughs> okay, we probably let in oh. a last minute equaliser. Yeah, it that two, will sort two. of give uh, Billich's day of execution a draw, won't it? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so it quite well, may well be. the cup and a draw would you reckon that would be that's, that's got to be gone. Well, he's not. I don't think he's going to go. They're not going to sack him. Do you think? Do you I don't think they're going to sack him. I think a heavy defeat at Palace. He yeah, could go. But got, yeah, but if I think get something. Probably not. I think we're going to win that five one. That's my uh, very that's bold. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very bold. All Rice right. hat trick. This is <laughs> Declan Rice hat trick. Don't be silly, Joe. <laughs> Five one. That's sensible. You're just you're just ruining my sensible prediction yeah. for the Declan Rice hat trick. I think Rice will get two. Um, and I think Saeed something will come on and get the other three. Yeah, oh, Haxa Bodovic. Yeah, yeah. Haxa Bodovic. He'll come and get the other three. Um, all right. This has been uh, stop power time. <laughs> Nearly forgot the name of the podcast uh, in my excitement. With me have been Pete May. Thank you. And, and Joe Fordham. Thank you. Come on, you irons. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others. And when budgeting for software software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.
It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.